Listen and Live Audio presents The Worry Cure by Robert L. Leahy, Ph.D. Read by Mike Chamberlain. Part 1. The How and Why of Worry. Chapter 1. Understanding Worry. Worry is everywhere. All of us worry, including me. In fact, 38% of people worry every day and many people describe themselves as chronic worriers. But that's only a modest indication of how worry has come to impact every aspect of our lives, limiting our enjoyment and satisfaction. Worry is the central component of all anxiety disorders and depression. Research shows that worry precedes the onset of depression. The problem of worry is one that urgently needs a solution. To find one, we first need to understand it. Let's look at Greg. Greg worries that things at work might go badly if he doesn't get his project done on time. Even if he gets it done, he thinks it might not be up to par. The boss could get angry at him. What if he gets so angry he decides to fire him? After all, three people were laid off last month. And then what would his wife think? She'd be disappointed. Greg thinks, I'm worried all the time, and I can't get any control over this worry. I'll never get any sleep tonight, and then I'll be tired, and then I won't be able to get this project done. And so on in a vicious circle. Greg has Generalized Anxiety Disorder, GAD, or what I call the what-if disease. A lot of what we will discuss here relates directly to this kind of worry. If you have this problem, then you worry about a number of different things, money, health, relationships, safety, or performance, and you worry you don't have control over your worries. Not only are you worried, but you also have difficulty sleeping, are irritable and tense and tired, have indigestion, sweat a lot, and just feel nervous a good deal of the time. No wonder you are often depressed or have physical problems such as irritable bowel syndrome. About 7% of us have GAD. Women are twice as likely as men to have this problem. This is a chronic condition, with many people saying that they have been worriers all their lives. Most people with GAD never seek out psychotherapy. They generally see their doctor and complain about vague physical symptoms such as fatigue, aches and pains, and sleep problems. Worry is not limited to GAD. In addition to this general what-if disease, others confront more specific types of worry, a fear of a specific situation, for example. These more targeted worries are part of every anxiety disorder and a central component of depression. This is important for two reasons. First, if you have GAD, or if you are a chronic worrier, then you probably have some problems with another anxiety disorder or depression. Second, if we cure your worry, your anxiety and depression should dramatically improve. So, where did all this worry come from? 1. Trauma Chronic worriers had a higher level of trauma, especially physical threat of harm, when they were kids. But as adults, chronic worriers were least likely to worry about physical threat. One reason is that they may avoid thinking about things that are upsetting. This is important because a lot of worry is an attempt to avoid your emotions. 2. Worried and overprotective parents. Adults who worry had parents who worried. The children may very well have imitated this style of worried thinking. The child learned, not only is the world unsafe and I am not competent because my mother has to tell me what to do, but there's no safe and comfortable place for me to go for support. 3. Reversed parenting. These mothers often made the child take on the role of acting as the parent to the mother. 
This reversal of roles contributes to the tendency to worry later, especially to worry about what other people think and feel. 4. Parents Dismissed Emotion Worriers had parents who treated the child's emotions as if they were an annoyance, or as if the child was self-indulgent for having painful or unpleasant feelings. Thus, these kids grow up thinking that they can't have emotions and that no one will be supportive of them. 5. Insecure Attachments Worriers are more likely to have had a parent who died before the child was 16. They often had very insecure attachments with their parents. This means that they were not always sure that their parents would be there for them, couldn't count on their parents paying attention to them, or feared that the parents might leave or die. 6. Shame Mothers of people who are shy were very focused on shame as a way to control their kids. They say things like, what will people think, or I am really disappointed in you. Shame makes you feel that who you are and what you are needs to be hidden. I don't believe that people want to be anxious or want to suffer. In fact, worry is a way that people think they can avoid having worse things happen. Until you recognize why worry makes sense and why your theories about worry may be wrong, you may be reluctant to give up on worry. Let's look more closely at why worry makes sense to us. 1. You believe that worry helps you solve problems. People worry and ruminate because they think that they will find an answer to their problems. They believe that worry will prepare them, protect them, and prevent bad things from happening. 2. You believe the world is dangerous and that you are unable to cope. You believe that terrible things are likely to happen, so you worry in order to prevent these things from happening. 3. Worry helps you avoid thinking about the worst possible outcome. You focus on things that you can catch early that will prevent some feared future disaster from occurring. 4. Your worry keeps you from feeling powerful emotions. As a worrier, you are thinking more than feeling. You try to think about problems rather than feel your emotions. Worry is your way of keeping it in your head and not feeling the emotional impact. 5. You are not anxious when you are worried. Your worry suppresses your anxiety because you actually think you are doing something constructive when you are worrying. However, when you stop worrying, your anxiety level goes up. 6. Worry gives you the illusion of control. When you are anxious, you believe that things will go out of control. You try to control what will happen by thinking about all the worst possibilities and then finding solutions. 7. You feel that worry means you are responsible. You may believe that you have a responsibility to think of all the bad outcomes that could happen, then come up with ways of preventing these things from occurring. People worry because they think worrying is a sign of being a careful, responsible, and conscientious person. 8. Worry is a way to reduce uncertainty. Worriers are intolerant of uncertainty. In fact, worriers would rather know a negative outcome for sure than face the possibility of an uncertain outcome that could be positive. 9. You worry to control your thoughts and feelings. You may overemphasize rationality at the expense of experiencing or processing your emotions. You have a negative view of your emotions and are intolerant of your feelings. 
You believe your emotions will spin out of control and last too long. So you try to keep from getting too emotional. You look for solutions. You anticipate problems. You avoid situations that are uncomfortable. 10. Worry motivates you. You think that your worry will motivate you to get things done. But is this really working? Your worry may be a solution that is really a problem. Rather than making the world more certain, it only makes you more uncertain about the world. Rather than helping you cope with your emotions, worry makes you afraid and confused about your emotions. Rather than solving your problems, worry generates more problems to solve. Of course, you have been trying to cope with your worry for years. You've gotten all the best advice you could, and none of it has worked. Let's turn now to why this bad advice not only does not work, but actually adds to your worry.